What's up, my neurodiverse creatives? Welcome to Ranting Through Life, where we substantialize the creative soul. I'm your host, multifaceted creative Janua and today we are continuing our May You Be Well series, and this year we're focusing on neurodivergence. This week we are focusing on autism and the creative soul. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so let's start by defining autism. Um, what does that mean? Uh, as I've told you guys before, I am not a psychologist. I am not a neurospecialist. I am just a creative inter- individual who is very fascinated in in creativity in all regards, whether that be the creative mind, whether that be just creating things, anything like that. So as we continue our series, I will keep reminding you that of that. And if you are someone who specializes in any of the things we talk about, and if I get something wrong or any of the research is backdated or anything, I don't think it is. I'm pretty good at getting research from the last few years. So just let me know and let's have a discussion about it. I'd love to get you on the show or or something like that to to talk more about these things. Okay, so going forward, um, my research today is coming from AutismSpeaks.org, PsychologyToday.com, and a video that I will post in the link, I forgot to write it down, that talks about How- Howard Gardner's research. Okay, so from AutismSpeaks.org, Autism or the Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD, refers to a broad range of conditions characterized by challenges with social skills, repetitive behaviors, speech, and nonverbal communication. There's a lot of uh, stats on this site as well. If you want to know more, like stuff like it affects 1 in 44 children in the U.S. It's influenced by genetic and environmental factors and things like that. You'll be able to go on that site and get it as well as I also looked at um, the CDC site as well, just so we could get a get a a definition you know I love my definitions I'm like so what is this called and I picked of course the autism speaks um not of course but I picked the autism speaks one because I felt like a lot of the language used on that site doesn't feed into the the stigmas as much it it is just giving hard facts or it is giving the the human stories and and stuff like that which I think is the most important uh, to to have these things created by the people they're affecting. Hero is running around right now. Um, so so yeah, so we got to learn that, and I want to, in that same regard, the same reason that I loved going to autismspeaks.org is the same reason that I'm going to use the the references that I have for us today and we are going to go straight into our fictional creative and tie that together with a psychologytoday.com article I read by Barb Cohen. 
autism and creativity? Do autistic people lack creativity or are the measures of creativity lacking? Love it. Love it. Love the article. It will be linked in the show notes as well. And also, we're going to head straight into our fictional creative because it's so funny because Barb Cohen's daughter's name is Sam. And she talks a lot about her 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 daughter who is on the autism, autism spectrum. Her name is Sam. And our fictional creative today, of course, is going to be Sam. I don't remember their last names, and it's not in the IMDb. <laughs> IMDb? IMDb? I might be saying that backwards. But yeah, it's not in the, the I, it, it's not on the cast page what the name, the last name of these characters are. But Sam, played by Keir Gilchrist from the Netflix series Atypical that came out in 2017. It's a coming-of-age story about an autistic man, because he's not a boy. I think by the end, beginning of the series, I think he's 17 or 18, and it continues into him going to college and stuff like that. It's a really good show. If you haven't checked it out, you should. It's really good. And he is a sketch artist. And it's even more tying in to our awesome, awesome article from Psychology Today by Barb Cohen, her daughter also is a sketch artist. I don't know if it's on purpose or it's just a lot of the assignments that she was getting from school, but Barb ties a lot of the the stuff she's talking about with the creativity of her daughter into these sketches. And with both of these Sams, you get to see through their art, the way they look at the world and the way that they get to see the world. A lot of Sam from Atypical's drawings are of penguins because he loves penguins and you get to through the storyline on that show get to to see how he sees the world as well as how the world sees him and we get to we get to to put the the humanity in it because a lot of the time there is so much stigma around autism there's so much stigma around autism um the stigmas include stuff like rigid thinking restricted thinker like we think like not we but the general we i always talk about the general we rigid thinkers or restricted thinkers or literal interpretations or they just have literal interpretations of speech and behaviors and honestly what's wrong with that like what's wrong with any of those things right i mean when you put words that or have those negative connotations like rigid or restricted. And it's like, maybe they're just thinking outside of a box. Um, Barb describes some, a game that she would play with her daughter on, on road trips, like when she wasn't driving and she would just draw like lines or curves onto a page and her daughter would continue the picture or, or create what she saw out of the lines and, and stuff from the page. The one that she um, shows in the article is literally like this curved line and a diagonal line above it. And then the, I guess her daughter Sam continued it and it turned into a bowl of cereal and milk being poured into it. And it was like, I didn't see that. And Barb didn't see that. And we were just like, okay. And even... In the Journal of Autism and Development Disorders, 
it was found that people with autistic traits tend to come up with fewer suggestions for what to do with an everyday object, like maybe a paperclip, but the suggestions that they do come up with are going to be more unusual than someone who is neurotypical might come up with. And so it's already in the article of the Autism and Development Disorders that autistic people are more divergent thinkers. So of course, you're going to get creativity out of that. Of course, that is going to come with being able to be creative. And even if you aren't autistic, you still, as a creative, have those thoughts. You are able to to innovate the the paperclip. You are able to show things in ways that they aren't usually used. I've seen entire paintings done with wine and where they look like super realistic and there's abstract art and there's there's so many different things where it's like no a lot of people wouldn't have thought to do that divergent thinking is literally a part of being creative and whether you are autistic or not you are able to relate to as a creative and in the the article barb talks about how her her daughter's like in within her art shows like her vegetarianism and shows how, let me quote this one. She says, people are not special to her. She's referring to her daughter. And she says, there's no primacy in her human experience. So the same way she, the way that she looks in the world, she doesn't separate everything. She doesn't separate, oh, we're humans, so we're we're better than the plants, or we're better than the chickens, or we're better than this, that, the other. We're just here in this world, on this plane. And she was talking about how commonly for autistic people, as a general thing, is sounds are even to them. So where I'm talking right now, and Hero is running around, this actually might be very uncomfortable. Like if someone with autism or depending where they lie on the spectrum, that actually might be very distracting and uncomfortable for them because those two things might come off the same, especially if I'm in your earbuds or something like that. And it's cool that on the show, Atypical, you do get to see how Sam interact and interacts with the world. Like, the way they did their prom is something that they were doing around that time at some schools where they had those those headphones where you could listen to everyone can be on a different channel, like one of those headphone parties. And that is very common amongst groups that have and respect the autistic community and wants them to still be included in parties like this because, you know, loud noises surrounding them might be overwhelming and like the large crowds and all this kind of stuff that might be overwhelming that's overwhelming to me and I'm not autistic as far as I know but it's like those kind of things can be overwhelming to me based because of my anxiety and those kind of things in autistic people do lead to anxiety but understanding and choosing to respect oh yes the majority of people might be fine with this, but 
that one person might not, let's cater to everyone where everyone gets to be okay. And I love like different creative, innovative ways that we're able to create an event or create a space where we can all get to learn from each other. Because they looked like they were having a ball (laughs) at that prom. So that was pretty awesome. And for all of us, it's just really cool to be able to think of those things out of the box. Like, I loved that. I love that part where she was, like, talking about how they don't show primacy. Like, I I love that. I love that so much. And I think as people, <laughs> we shouldn't show primacy or whatever. And it is really cool that in every situation that I've seen... So when I was teaching in theater or whatever, one of the kids was autistic and... He learned his lines before everyone, and he knew, like, the gear-ups in a way that other people might not know, but he was like, I know when I'm coming. And I love Sir Anthony Hopkins also has um, Asperger's, which is a form of autism, and he reads, he, like, will read the entire script, so he'll know all of your, over and over until he's memorized all of your lines and all of his lines, and it just creates a different world it creates a world that we're not used to and that makes the world a better place so instead of focusing on the stigmas and the the negatives or okay so like even on autismspeaks.org as I was reading everything there are so many things where it's like most of the traits that we commonly attribute to autism and the autism spectrum are under 50%, like under 50% of the people with autism, like have that trait. And because it's a spectrum and there is no one version of autism, I still believe, like I said in our last episode, when we talked about neurodivergence as a whole, is if we found a way to communicate as soon as possible and to figure out what the individual needs when learning that would help immensely in every in every regards like it's like only 40 percent i mean that's still a lot of people but only 40 percent of people with autism are nonverbal. also something that's it's something it's another thing that goes with oh the way we find out we don't know as much about it within minority within minority communities where there there's so many different things where it's like honestly more of us could have this and it's a spectrum and because we associate it with one thing and don't realize like oh it's like like Daryl Hannah I told you guys last week have autism Sir Anthony Hopkins we do get awesome shows like Atypical and although I think here um I think that's how we pronounce his name does not have autism his representation I think is really well but also I don't have autism so I also probably cannot be the person to to acknowledge that so also someone with autism get at me and talk to me and let's let's talk about this let's talk about your creative experience in this world and I love 
I love the way that Howard Garner, his book, Frames of the Mind, in 1983, I haven't read the book, but I loved the the different ways that he was thinking about learning. And as we talked about when we talked about neurodivergence as a whole, he liked to talk, he spoke about the spectrum in which we learn. So he says that all people possess at least eight modalities of intelligence. And the eight modalities are music, interpersonal, kinetic, logical slash mathematical, intrapersonal, sorry, linguistic, spectacle, and naturalistic. So he was saying that we all possess at least those eight. But of course, in some, in, in all people, the the strength of each one is going to be stronger or weaker. So someone with autism might have a more logical or music rhythmic approach or, or mod- modality heightened, whereas someone else might be kinetic and linguistic, and that's the heightened one, and they might not be as logical or or something like that. So we have to think of like, okay, so if there's all these different ways of learning, then we just have to keep teaching ourselves. And that means there are at least eight different types of ways that we can create and put creativity in the world. There are at least eight different general perspectives. And that's all this all is. I, I want us to come out of May You Be Well Creative this year realizing that there are so many different perspectives and whether you are or are not neurodivergent in a way that you know or understand or someone else knows or understands, I want us to be able to communicate as humans, realizing we're all humans and we are all different, especially in our minds. We all have different minds and it is a beautiful thing and it's a celebratory thing and I want to, like, these drawings that both of these people do are phenomenal. And I just sit on Instagram sometimes looking at people's drawings and art pieces. If you don't know me and get a random like from me, yes, I probably cyberstalked your art. Because just the different things that we do as creatives is so wonderful. And the way that it transitions and you get to get these different perspectives. It's like, no, I did not look at that paper. And when I look, like I did not look at that canvas. And when I look at a canvas or I look at paint, the same thing that one person does isn't going to come out of what I do and vice versa. And that's the beautiful thing about being a creative. And so as a creative, be open and be respectful and be well, be well to yourself be well to other creatives and artist support artists. (laughs) Thank you again for joining me today on Ranting Through Life, Life Hacks for the Creative Soul. I, as always, am your host, Janua Lisa. Wherever you are, rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend to listen to the show. And get at me on Instagram at creativesoulrtl and DM me. And let me know if if you have a neurodivergence you want to share with us and 
talk about on the show or even come on the show and tell us about your experience with your creative pro-life and your neurodivergence. It's, that would be so exciting. If you want to help the show in a monetary way, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Alisa. That's buymeacoffee.com slash J-H-O-N-U-A-L-I-C-I-A and help support the show in that way. As always, you are the beholder of your creative soul.